Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk all about AEW Dynamite from last night. Right. The first AEW Dynamite without NXT going head-to-head. The Young Bucks, Jade Cargill, Tyson, Hardy, and Darby Allen. A lot to break down from AEW Dynamite from last night. And also, we get into the numbers of an extremely successful WrestleMania weekend. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I know we were both watching AEW Dynamite last night. We had Tony Khan on the show yesterday, and Tony Khan said, hey, you got to tune into tonight's show. It's going to be one of the better Dynamites, maybe the best Dynamite ever. Tommy, what did you think of Dynamite last night? Uh, I liked it. I saw, you know, we were talking offline about negativity. Um, there was a lot of negativity about, I guess, all the factions that are going on in uh AEW but overall I liked the show the main event was a little confusing to me with all the run-ins and it was a lot of stories to try to digest in one while one match kept on but overall it was a awesome wrestling show and did a very very good job of character development um breaking down match by match which I think we're going to do but overall it was a super duper solid show Yeah, and I agree with you. And, you know, Bully said, and Bully's usually on on Thursdays, and he says, man, AEW just tries to throw so much out at you. You know, 10 pounds of action in a five-pound bag. And I think, you know, last night was another example of that. I was hoping that they kind of would slow things just a little bit now that there's no competition where you don't have to fight for every single segment. Uh, let certain segments breathe, uh, certain matches breathe. That didn't happen. I mean, they were, I mean, from start to finish, every segment, they tried to throw something new at you. And you know what? I'm not saying that as a negative. That could be looked at, upon as a positive as well. The same could be said about Bully Ray's when he wears uh, jeans, by the way. Um, when you, listen, it's, like you said, it's not a bad thing because you have, a loaded roster. And I do feel they did do some resets with a lot of those character developments and, you know, pitching for other people's like storylines. Uh, there you're, 
there's an old saying and it's you put your the pedal to the metal and you just go as fast as you can. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it worked for me. I love the young bucks, even though apparently now they're heels because I missed one week. And uh, that's why you got to watch every week. I mean, that, that that is a testament to AEW Dynamite that you can't miss a week. But the stuff that they did, they recapped and why they turned heel before they came out there. They had a whole new attire attitude. They still put on one of the greatest performances because they are one of the greatest tag teams. Uh, they're, if not the greatest tag team in the wrestling today. And then they just, they did different things. You look at Nick Jackson, uh, his spot that he worked with um, uh, Phoenix, that opening thing where they're kind of like hold for hold stops up and then pause. Uh, uh, uh. The old school would have been, Hey, cheer, cheer, cheer. And then he ripped his head off with a clothesline because now he's a bad guy and uh, look forward to seeing that whole, the ex bullet club. There's a lot of interesting things to, to go with. Um, when you're watching it on Wednesday nights. And also too, I like the way they started the show with the young bucks again. Hey, Tommy, you missed the show last week. Shame on you, but you know what? Good job of continuing that story from what we saw the definitive. Hey, we are family. This is who we are now. And then, and the cutting of, you know, the, the, the their, what their attire, uh, with the streamers on their suits and everything like that, Comp- you know, going from the bright colors and everything. I, I, I really like that open to Dynamite because usually Dynamite opens with a match. And they definitely had a match after that promo from the Bucks. But I really like that message from the Bucks to start Dynamite last night. That promo, if you remember the Young Bucks, especially on social media, they knew how to generate interest as well as a buzz, as well as to get people to not like them when they were heels. And now that they have that ability again, I look for because they're more seasoned. They've been around a lot longer. They've done behind the scenes in AEW. And also like the a lot of, I feel, unscripted promos, which is a big factor for what we have been talking about. And Nick and Matt know their characters. And... There's some, a lot of, uh, a little bit of a uh, shooting on some of their promos and a lot of stuff like that where not ad libbing, but just say, hey, man, go out there and go out there and be you and say things that are going to cause controversy. Yeah, we have a master's class that's going to be dropped on Sunday on the Busted Open podcast where you, Bully, and Mark talk about the art of the promo. And I think that was definitely relevant on Dynamite last night because you had the Young Bucks promo, then the Open, and even then not going to a match, then going to MJF and Mike Tyson in the back, which I thought was really cool too. Again, a continuation of the story from what we saw a week before, Tommy. Yeah, I also love when Mike went to grab the check and he missed it, and then he grabbed it a second time. It's phenomenal. But listen to the reactions, and those reactions, it's so much better than when you have like, uh, and nothing against it, just because it's the times that we're living in, like the Thunderdome or even an Impact, where you have that canned crowd. When Mike took that check, and you know he ripped it up, you heard natural reaction. Then when he put it in his mouth and started to eat it and <laughs> spit it at him was even a bigger reaction. It's just those are the things that make you miss pro wrestling so, so much in front of the fans. 
Yeah, and it also shows that MJF, even though he said he was a big fan, he mentioned his dad too. Um, yeah, which I thought was cool. Like, you know, oh yeah, my dad was a fan of yours. I thought that was a great line. And then already you could see that MJF is getting under Tyson's skin this early. You know this is going to brew to something really big between those two. Yep, and it did. It was... Uh... And a very, very smart to put it on the crossover segment um, and Jericho and FTR guy did it, uh, had a phenomenal little brawl matchup and with a lot of, uh, a lot of chaos, which was pretty, pretty cool. And Mike Tyson delivering one hell of a knockout. That's why he was most, one of the most feared men of all time. Yeah. I mean, you gotta like, when we talk about boxers, I mean, I would literally say it's, Muhammad Ali and Iron Mike Tyson are the two greatest boxers of all time. And the fact that he is now a recurring character on AEW is phenomenal. Yeah. And, and listen, you know, when I was a young, young child, it was right at the tail end of Muhammad Ali's career and, and some of those fights he had with Larry Holmes at the end of his career in, in, in the late seventies. But you're right, Tommy, like in the eighties, it was all about Tyson. I mean, Every single one of Tyson's fights was a must-see fight. And I'm not the biggest boxing fan, but you're right. Even if you're not a boxing fan, the two biggest names in the history of the sport from being on the outside is Muhammad Ali and Tyson. And you're seeing Tyson right now, not only on AEW Dynamite, but now after what we saw last night, part of the inner circle. Yeah, it's uh, when you have that guy who could deliver, uh, he doesn't need to do much. And but when he is a guy who has a punch like that, it's uh interesting to really be the equalizer that he was supposed to be. And they even uh, set the table up great when he pulled the chair out of Jericho's hand, trying to be impartial. The commentators did their their job of saying, Hey, he's doing this, he's doing this, and then he got, you know, crossed the line. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge. Inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. 
Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The Young Bucks are, like I said, they're probably one of, they are my favorite tag team to watch and... I can't say enough about their in-ring, and you think about a lot what he says. I mean, when was the last time you saw uh, a bad Young Bucks match? I don't know that I've ever seen one. And these guys have been performing for like that for a long, long time. This is the opener of your show, and it's a next-level tag team match. And they reinvented tag team wrestling. It, for some people, hey, well, I, I don't like their style or, or their acrobatic hey, people used to say the same stuff about the Rock and Roll Express or they'd say the same stuff about the Rockers. They they change the business and the business will always uh, change. And, and Pac and Phoenix are two amazing athletes. And when you put them all together, you're going to have a tag match like that. It was it was awesome. It really was. I hate to say it was a five-star match, <laughs> but it truly was. Uh, it was. And they always have matches like that. Do you... Remember a bad, excuse me, Young Bucks match? No, and 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 listen, Tommy, and I've said this on, on the air before. I, I respect the Young Bucks. They're not really my cup of tea. I mean, there are some criticisms about the Bucks that I can kind of agree with, and I and that's changing. And again, if you've seen their work in New Japan, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when there's just the standalone shows and they're not weren't on a weekly uh, a show like Dynamite, I can see people looking at their matches and saying, all right, it's a spot fest and, you know, too many super kicks and, you know, where's the selling? And, and I understand. But when I watch the Young Bucks now, especially these last few weeks, you know what? They are telling. And, and this is happening more and more. This is happening over the course over the last year with the Young Bucks, by the way, to telling more of a story in the ring. And right now, there's a lot of personality and character development in the Young Bucks. If you're going to put that label of spot monkeys on the Young Bucks, I'm sorry. You haven't watched them lately or you don't know enough of their history. And they are making a believer in me, especially over the last 12 months on Dynamite, Tommy. Um, you know, I remember going back and I've had conversations with Ricky Morton about it. You know, the rock and roll express, the midnight express have this amazing feud and you're going back and watching moves that at that time were never done. I mean, Ricky Morton would always, you know, do, we called it a Frankensteiner, but it wasn't the running one, but a head scissors jump up, give the sign to the people roll through. The, the Midnight Express came up with some amazing, amazing, not only double teams, double team finishers. If you remember, the, he picked the one guy up for the superplex and a power slam off the top rope. For back then, this is the 80s. This is next level. Or, or Bobby Eaton 
taking backdrops and hip tosses all over the concrete floor and, you know, uh, Ricky doing suicide dives. Uh, this is all stuff that has never been done before. Same with the rockers. Go back and watch a rockers match, dude. You'll be like, what the hell is going on? Cause this is in the, the eighties into the nineties. It wasn't happening mainly the eighties. But Especially in the doing... AWA, Tommy, where the yeah. Rockers started. You never saw wrestling like that in the AWA. And for somebody who I've been in the ring with them, I've watched them. These guys, I've always had it, Dave. And I'm telling you from this is where I would say this is my experience from being in the ring. They've always had it. It's a different style. But if you understand it, which it's hard for people to understand things, especially like change or, or stuff. If you get it, or if you think, I don't want to be like Don Callis ahead, you will get it. And you have to understand like my thinking too is let's talk about Terry Funk. Terry Funk was this amazing, just pure wrestler, second generation, the NWA champion, a wrestler's wrestler. Then he became this bit of a wild man. Then he had to go, and what did he do? In his 50s, he reinvented himself with the hardcore wrestling and doing moonsaults and all this stuff because he saw where the business was going ahead of its time, and that's why he's Terry Funk. And the Young Bucks, seriously, they're, they're off the charts. And, and even if you look at that, they later did, like, everyone standing in front of the limo. I looked at uh, Matt, and just with that hat backwards and his, the way he was standing, he literally minded, reminded me of a young heartbreak kid in his stance and his attitude, all he needed was a toothpick and some stupid sunglasses. And I was like, and they've always had it, man. I've always saw every, the world in those two guys. And, and when it comes to ability, there's no doubt, but I think there also comes maturity. And I think you look at the young bucks, they are an extremely mature team because now they understand the importance of telling a story and character and personality development. And you're getting it right now with that team. You just mentioned uh, the Rock and Roll Express. And there's no doubt, the things that they were doing in the ring, Tommy, especially in the mid-'80s, you just never saw. But also, Ricky Morton was one of the greatest emotional storytelling wrestlers with his facial expressions, the way he sold. There was there was very few that were better than Ricky Morton. I mean, with that hot tag to Robert Gibson, the place would go absolutely apeshit. Like, nobody was able to tell a story and have character development more than Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. Yep. Listen, there was another tag team that doesn't get enough credit for their innovativeness, and that was Rick and Scott Steiner. Scott yes. Steiner especially. And when you talk about, like, he would shoot you to the ropes and do the Frankensteiner, which was an amazing – that was never done before. Now it's commonplace. Some guys would land straight on their head or he would do, do you remember the, the fall away slam moonsault? He would literally land on his head all the time doing it. Their moves that they did Scott for, and for a guy, his size doesn't get enough credit for his innovativeness. And I was talking with uh, Davari and we're talking about old school and everyone's, Oh, you know, back in my day, we didn't do this. He's like, I literally just watched, um, the Steiners versus Vader and somebody. And Scott Steiner goes to lock up. It's their first move. And he T-bone suplexes Vader in the first move of the match. And for everyone who was just like, 
if that happened today, everyone would be so uber critical, but I watched the same match and everybody in the audience is going wild for it. And yes, there's a time to knock the big man off the feet, uh, off of his feet and take that time to take that big bump. But right off the bat, he literally grabbed him, suplexed him, was like, hey, this, and the, the match never stopped. And when you talk about putting uh, the pedal to the metal or, you know, your foot on the throat, that's all that match did. Hey, everyone, this is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Jade, I thought, did phenomenal in that match with Red Velvet. A lot of people had questions about her. I think she's answering those questions. I thought a really good performance from Jade. And Powerhouse Hobbs, that's how you sell Powerhouse Hobbs. Just beating the shit out of somebody. And what he did to Christian, I thought was eye-opening. So kudos to both Jade and Powerhouse Hobbs last night. I agree. Um, Both talents stepped up. I also think you have to give massive props to Red Velvet because I'm looking at um, they don't have the women. They have the women's division, but they don't have the women's division. When when I say that, it's you look at like the growth of uh, everyone in NXT and how you could see that week to week. I go back and I look at uh, Jade and Red Velvet and I'd be like, wow, I have my two stars for later um and i would let them disappear from each other and come back to them in a long time from now jade is is a star but so is red velvet and you can see because of jade's i mean listen man what would they say it was either her third or fourth match ever crazy crazy she's a star uh she's a star in her look she's a star in her uh, athletic ability, her strength, but so is Red Velvet. And Powerhouse Hobbs, to be able to do that to Christian, and already this is why you have somebody like Christian with your company. I mean, that was the perfect person to do that. Christian got zero offense in. I mean, Christian just took took an ass beating, and now I'm looking forward to that match next week because I want to see if Christian is able to beat somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs. Perfect way to set up next week's AEW Dynamite. And it's the perfect way to use your veterans. You're, you know, obviously you're, you're going to invest your money in Christian 100% because he is Christian, but you're also going to have to invest in the future because, hey, Hobbs is younger and probably around a lot longer than Christian. And same what they do with Matt Hardy and Darby. You know, it's it have a great matchup. And at the end, uh, you know, Darby defeated him. But uh, with Christian and Hobbs, yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. But guess what? Christian being the veteran that he's going, he's going to come back with a, ve- a vengeance. And Hobbs will probably have some of his best matches working uh, against Christian. Yeah. And I would think powerhouse Hobbs is going to be your guy a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road. That's going to be your guy. So that's the perfect way to build up this wrestler that's going to be probably one of your biggest heels in the company in the future, Tommy. Like I said, and you know, you, you touched upon it. They, they went from 
they pretty much had uh, an enhancement match mm-hmm. with uh, the debut of the boxer. And what'd he do? One strike and the guy dropped. Ding, 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 ding. Brilliant. And you may not like those type of matches, but it's setting the stage for, wow, this guy's going to be somebody. And then he had, you know, QT in his corner because QT has his little stable of guys going on. It's good, good stuff. I mean, Jade and Red Velvet, they do, don't get a whole heck of a lot of television time, but they will because, hey, you know, it's, dude, it comes down to like sports where, hey, I have this big roster. I'm going to put these money players on, but I also have to put my lower money players on because then my lower money players, guess what? They're going to be my stars when the bigger guys either move on to another team, retire due to age. And, and Tommy, you mentioned sports. I love the two, one, the, the backstage interview with Tony Schiavone with Britt Baker and then the Thunder Rosa vignette because I thought both those video packages, Tommy, put over the power rankings. You know, hey, you, you want that sports feel? It's something AEW got, got away from last year. I'm glad that they're using it more this year. Hey, Britt Baker said, hey, I'm climbing up the rankings. You know, she lost that match against Thunder Rosa. So now she's climbing up the rankings and she put over elevation too because she's like, hey, I'm going to be wrestling on elevation on Monday. Great job by Britt Baker. And then Thunder Rosa saying, hey, I'm ranked number five on the rankings. So now I'm going to start taking over the world. And oh yeah, she put over the organization she's actually signed with, with the NWA. I thought a great job by Britt Baker and a great job by Thunder Rosa. And just a few minutes of TV time last night on Dynamite. Yes. Uh, You know, let's talk about for a second what they did with NXT. Here comes Frankie Monet. Then, oh, here comes our, our former graduates. They're all champions right now. And then what they go from that to William Regal discussing about the new girl uh, joining the, the roster and showing a nice vignette about them. What they did with AEW, it explained who these people are, even yeah. though we know who they are. And Britt Baker is money on the microphone. She's money in the ring, but money on the microphone as well. Promoted your other shows, Dark and Elevation, promoted the fact that, hey, we're actually doing this for wins and losses. And what do we all want? We all want the title. We want the biggest prize. And when you have the title, doesn't mean because you have more exposure, more money, all that stuff. And then same with you said, Thunder Rosa. Hey, they even talked about Serena, who's been injured. Made you remember her. Very, very good. And that's what I'm talking about when I was talking about character developments and all that were the continuing stories where you're like, hmm, the Hobbs Christian thing was part one of their story. It started with Christian joining Team Taz, Christian turning him down. And it's reading a book and getting to different chapters. Yeah, I really love that. And then I got to talk about the main event for the TNT Championship. Matt Hardy and our condolences to the entire Hardy family. You know, Matt and Jeff lost their father uh, earlier in the week. And Tommy, uh, to, to, to go to that mindset, to have a main event match on AEW Dynamite last night against Darby Allen, And it, it was, to me, a bit of a passing of the torch. Matt Hardy, you know, we talk about Chris Jericho being that chameleon. So is Matt Hardy. That guy can morph into so many different characters and personalities. And then last night, he showed that classic Matt Hardy. You know, 
off the off the ladder, and then Darby Allen winning the match later on, jumping off uh, the top of the set in that Falls Count Anywhere match last night. I I, I mean, it gets kind of overlooked because AEW throws a lot at you. But you look back at that main event, and I hope people who watch it go back and watch it again because it does deserve a second watch. Really good main event between Matt and Darby last night. Absolutely, and you're right. Matt will, uh, when I saw him go up to that ladder and do the hoe, and then he dropped the double leg, yep. literally just landed on Darby Allen's uh, stomach with his Jimmy legs. Um, I was like, Matt has been doing this since forever and he still looks like Matt Hardy and he still performs to a good television level and to have a match like that. Yes. I wish, like I said earlier, all the other stuff wasn't happening right at that point. Cause I think it took away from how good Matt and Darby is without it. Yeah. I understand why they did it and it's action. It's nonstop stuff going on while there's no rules. So you can have all that stuff happen, but you had like, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, Sting, Lance Archer, the Dark Order, um, all of Matt Hardy's guys. It was just a lot of fighting going on, which to me takes away from the action of the two guys that are doing it. I wouldn't mind it after or maybe one run-in or two run-ins. I understand you always want to keep Sting special, which you should. But uh, again, still a very, very good match. And I liked how eventually it all settled back in. So it went to that finish mm-hmm. and that suicide, uh, not suicide dive, uh, the coffin drop, man, that's, that's scary because you're, even though you look back, you're just trying to judge backwards to where you got to land. And when, Christmas. and when he hit, dude, that was so, I mean, dude, it looked sick. It really did. I, I mean, I, that has got to be scary to have that height, and you're not even looking. You can't even see where you're going. I mean, that's got to be that. Guy, Darby Allen is a special talent, man. He's special. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah, man. No doubt about that. All right, let's get to the phones. 877-344-4893. 877-Fight93. Want to hear people's thoughts about what they thought of AEW Dynamite last night. Also going to pose the question. Hey, we asked NXT fans to tune into AEW. Did you? Hopefully, we get some good reactions. Let's go out to Justin in West Virginia. What's going on, Justin? What's up, buddy? Hey, sorry. I just took you guys off my Bluetooth there. Um, man, I just – that the AEW, the main event there, um, you guys were talking about that. One thing, I, I love the match. Uh, Dreamer, you, you said that about the – everybody running in and stuff. Um, that just kind of threw me off last night. Like, I just didn't really understand him. Like, I, I kind of seen the point with, like, the Sting and uh, the Murder Hawk monster and all that, but it just kind of threw me off with all that stuff. Um, and, and I get that, Justin. Um, and and it, it threw me off a little bit, but not enough to, to not keep me invested in the match. And, Justin, and, and thanks for the phone call, you're seeing Matt Hardy, who's a legend, first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt, one of the great, part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, but yet has been able to become one of the the most unique singles performer that we've seen over the last twenty to twenty five years. And he's going up against Darby Allen, who, in a lot of ways, is just like the Hardys back when they first started, fearless, 
you know, relentless. I, I, I saw that match as kind of like a passing of the torch of that old school Matt Hardy to this new guy, Darby Allen. And listen, AEW needs to do that. And I think they are doing that, Tommy. And doing it well. I agree 1,000%. Um, the Hardys were the extreme daredevils. They were yep. team extreme. That's what Darby is. They, the, Darby was or is what Jeff and Matt were. They were a different audience. They were, me and Matt would always joke, and even Rebby, I could spot a Hardy Boy fan a mile away. And I would talk about how they would dress all this time because they were different. And Darby's a different talent. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. And here we are, less than a week away from WrestleMania, and it almost feels like old news. Why? Because we've already had a Raw, we've already had an NXT. You know, there's been so much... And so much happens immediately after. I mean, the Broken Skull sessions after WrestleMania, people were talking about that. It's unfortunate, but back in the day, Tommy, we would be talking about WrestleMania for months once WrestleMania is over. It's almost like immediately after it's done, you're already on to Monday Night Raw the next night. And dude, it was so much wrestling that week and so much amazing wrestling that week i mean think of what nxt delivered uh both nights think of what aew their their live event did think about uh hardcore justice think about two nights of wrestlemania that is a whole lot of wrestling to cover and also like in the wwe universe that machine and that cog just keeps on rolling along because you have to do Monday Night Raw, literally hours later. I mean, I've yeah. told you the story so many times when I worked in the office and I worked in the green room and I'm literally with Joe Theismann. He's like, that's the greatest show I've ever seen. How long's your off season? I was like, well, I got to work till about four o'clock in the morning and then I'm back in this building by 12. Uh, so about eight hour off season. <laughs> crazy. It's and crazy. That, but that's the, that's the machine. Well, this WrestleMania was historic for many different reasons, Tommy. And uh, fans, I mean, fa- first of all, WrestleMania 37, a home run across the board. Now, 
The capacity that they capped it out out for both nights was 25,675 fans. And they sold out uh, both nights easily. And that's a total of 51,350 fans. Judging from what we had last year at WrestleMania, Tommy, I mean, to have 51,000 fans after having zero fans at WrestleMania, I would, I would say that was definitely a home run for the WWE. Uh, yeah, <laughs> financially, yep. it really, really does help. I mean, I always said this before we lost no fans. If there was not one fan in attendance, WWE would still make money because of the TV deals. And that's what Tony Khan had discussed a couple of weeks ago with us about TV deals and how much rights and live television cost. But you start having to take, I mean, you think about when we first went into the pandemic, WWE had to release a bunch of talent just because of the fear of the unknown. Hey, we're paying all these guys, don't know what's happening in the world, don't know what happens in the business. It, it paid off. WrestleMania continues. The majority of those people that were let go were have you know found employment elsewhere. Like I said, that's the business aspect of professional wrestling. It's the business aspect of sports. Um, and this pandemic hurt a lot of people. Uh, but we've been trying to get through this, and we have, and we will. Also, as we all know in pro wrestling right now in 2021, how important social media is. And obviously, not everybody watches live videos and YouTube and everything else. Uh, for the WWE, a record 1.1 billion video views across all their social media channels. So think about that. Plus, you know, you look at all the different trends over. 71 different Twitter trends for the for WrestleMania week for the WWE. Now, Nick Khan told Variety, and then Nick Khan is the WWE president and chief revenue officer. He said that they had fans for WrestleMania, and there aren't going to be any, one, any more one-offs with the fans. When they do come back with fans, it's going to be on a full-time basis. So whenever that does happen, and I think most people are projecting uh, the end of the summer around SummerSlam, there aren't going to be any one-offs. It's going to be Thunderdome until full-time fans back from then on. So what we saw at WrestleMania is going to be completely different than anything else we're going to see from the WWE over the course of the next few months. Well, these have been, you know, you have to listen to state and local officials to what, what's going on. The beauty about AEW is they kind of have that outdoor arena already set. And if you think about when Tony wanted to first ever, like he was so excited just to run one show there. Why? Because he saw a South Park episode and he yep. wanted to do a show there and he did it from there. And that has become his home. And it's cool because he's now found a home that he can always go to. And he said it drew well for him. They, he talked about the per capita with uh, merch, which is a big thing. Because, yeah, when you have, I don't want to say unlimited resources, but eventually you need to start showing a break even to a profit because you can't just keep burning your money. And you you mentioned about per capita for merch. Um for per capita for merch over WrestleMania weekend, the most that the WWE has ever had for WrestleMania. So per person, more money made. I mean, listen, in, in this tough atmosphere, and especially coming off of the heels of last year, uh, congratulations to the WWE, which was an extremely successful weekend for them and for the fans. And I also need to state this, that 
I don't think people realize how expensive the entranceways are. That giant boat, the pyro, what all goes into that probably eats up most of your profits. But I'm just, you know, when you look at this as a business and you're talking for someone who had a wrestling company that was, you know, doing pretty damn good, but can't take a financial risk because of half the amount of fans that would help to, you know, make your business profitable. But if anyone owns their own business, you understand this. Every penny counts. It really does. And I also know for the WWE Network last year, the most views they've ever had for a WrestleMania was the WrestleMania last year. I'm wondering how that worked out with Peacock this year. It probably worked out well. And I mean, that was a big thing. And that's why Peacock gave him a billion dollars. Yeah. So right off the bat, with all the coverage that the WWE did on Peacock and our very own Gabby being a part of that as well with the shows that she uh, represented for Busted Open on on Peacock, uh, a lot of coverage. And I think I got a lot of mileage, Peacock, just for that one week in this partnership with the WWE. Did you sign up for Peacock? Of course I did. Okay. I did too. You have to. I mean, and and slowly things. Listen, I watched ECW Barry Legal on Peacock. I wasn't even sure that the ECW stuff was on there. Not all of it is, but a lot of their uh, pay-per-views have been. And that's where I watched Barely Legal the other day. Did they edit out? Because everyone went nuts when I tweeted about it. Did they edit out the blood or no? No, they did not edit out the blood. Okay. Well, on their social media, they did, and everyone went nuts, which I, again, I don't react on social media until I know something called facts because everyone's so impulsive. Yeah. So there you go. For everyone who hated that and hated on Peacock and tagged them for editing it, they edited it out for the massive amount of blood that Terry Funk had. They just went to black and white, but you can see it on the network. And that's also a good ploy to make you want to see how much a man was bleeding. I assure you, I assure you, they did not uh, go to black and white for Terry Funk's crimson. Do you want to know how sad it is? I still have those jeans and that T-shirt from that night. Really? Yep. When I die, there's going to be a whole lot of Tommy Dreamer merch out there. Well, I don't think that's sad at all. I think that's I think that's amazing. It was special to me. I don't think what a special moment. Maybe a museum were, for you, Tommy. Would you have worst, a Tommy Dreamer museum? Worst choke slam ever of Big Dick Dudley. He no, just, I, I, I. Well, you did your part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. And man, just it, it, goosebumps watching that main event again. Um, Terry Funk doing that moonsault. Uh, I just like the punishment that that man put him himself through. It well into his fifties uh, to win that ECW championship, and just the fans, like just the glee of the fans after he won that title, uh, and then the all, the entire audience chanting your name. I mean, just just an incredible main event for sure. Dude, I watched the one, the chair shot that caught him and busted him open, and then I mean his head, and just thinking, being a fifty three year old man and taking a chair shot like that. Uh, was brutal and how many chair shots did he take before all this in his career and again we knew nothing about concussions then the table suplex it was uh it was a memorable night going back and watching and like you said my favorite part about that whole video uh, and I posted it on my social media is 
just that there's one fan who's right. His back is to the hard camera and he was jumping up and down like a, a child. And I haven't seen someone get like that excited or like when you have a treat for your dog or you tell your dog, you guys want to eat and they get so excited that a human being and he was just put his sh- his hands on somebody's shoulders because he was on top of the bleachers. So he didn't fall. And that person in front of him wasn't like, dude, get the F off me. And everyone was just going nuts. And those, I literally lived that every Friday and Saturday. That's why I love it. Uh, also, uh, and it was off camera. You just, so you just saw the ladder when Sam Adams outside the ring and he gets hit in the head with the ladder and you just see the ladder tumble <laughs> fans had to get hit by that ladder. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> Not only did they get hit with a ladder, it's a ladder covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was why, like why people, you know, here I, I live a mile away from the old action park in Vernon, New Jersey. Right. Uh, and there's the old myths about like when you took your life into your own hands when you went to Action Park and you didn't think of it. Like when you were going to Action Park, you're like, oh, my God, my life's in danger. You're like thrill seeker. I got to I got to get to Action Park. You know, I got to go off the water slide at Action Park. That's how I felt going to South Philly to the ECW arena. You know, it's just like, man, you it, you had to be it was so unlike any other pro wrestling experience going to that ECW arena at that time Tommy and 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 Bully and I were talking the day before yesterday about going to Asbury Park for living dangerously I mean I I I remember like it was yesterday exactly where I parked to go to the convention center to see ECW in Asbury Park. Like those are special times, man. That's why it hurts me. Even though I'm I'm approaching 50 and my life is so different. I live in the middle of the woods and I have a family now. Those memories of going to those wrestling shows, going to the wrestling shows with my dad in in the early to mid 80s, going to those ECW shows in the late 90s with my buddies, you know, and having a kegger like those are like special moments. And I really hope that fans now get rid of the hate. And just go when these when the world opens up again and these arenas are open up again for like, dude, I I, I want to experience this with with our fans because they're such special moments, you know. And it, there's nothing like going to see pro wrestling live. Nothing, nothing. I agree. Uh, I miss it. I miss. I told you, I miss performing in front of them, and I never missed them so much than it was on my 50th birthday with rich swan i had nothing left in the tank and i really like i needed the fans to give me energy and i had uh i had no energy to give that's really why i lost everybody it's your fault not mine yeah if there were fans in attendance he's fucking man tommy fed off the fans go watch some of his i'd be facing kenny omega at rebellion i would be then on AEW if i win Dude, you were a man of the people. That that's your kryptonite, man. That's Tommy's kryptonite. You need fans and attention. You feed off the fucking fans, man. The energy, the strength that you get from them. This blood, sweat, and the tears. They weren't there for you. That's why you lost. Stupid virus. That's right. The kryptonite. The kryptonite. I mean, is that the the absence of the fan. That's the kryptonite for Tommy. The lack of fans. You know what it is? Yes. Tommy Dreamer is Popeye. And the fans, that's the spinach. Boop, boop. Huh? 
All right. All right. Gotta love those Ed Robinson, evil Red, Ed Robinson insights. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.